When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Okay, I'm going to give you the bad news before the good news. The bad news is this week's episode was recorded prior to the nonsense um, that we're all involved in now, which is a worldwide lockdown, shutdown, everybody down, put your hands up behind your head. This is the robbery, and the robber is coronavirus moment that we're in, which means that a lot of our observations are going to seem out of touch and wacky, which is annoying because all that you want to hear now basically is Rachel Maddow's voice saying whose fault this all is. I don't know. Is that just me? Um, But the good news is that this episode is our long-awaited episode with the amazing Patton Oswalt who is a wonderful person, a great sci-fi fan, uh, film fan in general, and he was gracious enough to let us come to his house and record again before the virus. <laughs> um, but I didn't leave any viruses there, so shut up. Um, but we hope you enjoy the episode today. We're continuing to make episodes uh, in our homes, and we love it, and we love you guys, and we're going to do some live streams and some other stuff, and we hope that all of you are safe and try, doing your best to enjoy the time you have at home, unless you have small children. And then, you know what? It's okay if you, uh, if you drink, unless you're sober, and then I'm not allowed to say that. But look, I don't care, I don't care what you eat, <laughs> okay? Good. I made peanut butter cups for myself because there wasn't any in the store. <laughs> I got a little crazy. And um, look, they're just okay, but they'll do, the, they'll do the trick. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't even have kids. Anyway, I'm rambling. Enjoy the episode. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. My God, we have been trying to get this guest on for so long. <laughs> um, you know him from Taxi. What? Uh, <laughs> you wow. know him from <laughs> um, the uh, Avenue Q. Well, uh, yeah, that's he wrote it, so that's a huge deal. Um, I mean, there's the credits go on and on, mm-hmm. and um, we're in his house, so that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm what I'm good at is intros, <laughs> and wow, just <laughs> on a rocket. We're finally sled right getting now. to record an episode with our favorite person, Patton Oswalt. I, okay, Woo! that's putting way too much pressure well, on me, but thank you. Pressure's on. Okay, good. Shine, shine on. <laughs> <Sweet> <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> Make it shine work. On, sweet nice. 
Um, I was saying before we started recording, I hope you're not like going to be disappointed with how little we know about like the actual mm, trivia. I literally not that I've never really watched uh, the new generation except for that two parter um, best of both worlds because someone just said it's a great example of TV writing and the original Star Trek. I'm sorry to say it was just a little bit before Mm. my time and I saw Star Wars when I was eight, so going back to watch Star Trek, it was like it was too late. Right. It's like this looks cheesy to me. Well, we can so just really, talk about Star you, Wars. You are just like if you need if you need that. Just wait, wait, wasn't I, my I wanna because we ask this to every every person who's on the podcast because so many people don't. Veronica Sario speaking now. Oh, oh, this is me. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Uh, but we're wondering, know, like, so you never watched Star Trek: The Next Generation up until that research? Uh, yeah, someone. Well, I watched, I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation. For this, again, that two-part episode that a writer friend of mine said, it's just a great example of TV writing. Just watch it for that. And then I watched today's episode a couple of hours ago. Because when this show was really huge, this was before DVRs, and I was in the clubs every night. In the clubs, so right. Obviously, a, you're in the discotheque. There's a big you find chunk yourself of, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was doing a looking for Mrs. Goodbar situation. <laughs> but I, I was um, I was sure. just out trying to be a comedian. So there's this big chunk of 80s television, um, uh, Cheers and Golden Girls and L.A. Law and next year. I just didn't watch it. Mm. Just didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Even though it was available to me. I think it was, it was dubbed. It was very available to me, but I was just gone and I didn't have a VCR. I was broke, so I was in the clubs all night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shaking it, my moneymaker. Shaking my money maker. <laughs> and, uh, obviously. Taking uh, rich dowagers home. Studio fifty four was I was I was a tragic rent boy all through the eighties. <laughs> you know? Ooh, nice echo. <laughs> um Well, okay, so you ca- yeah, you came up. And do you have any feelings about this is totally off topic of, of Star Trek, but do you have any feelings about like what it, the difference in the way people um, become comedians these days? Like, do you have an, mm. a take on that? Do you know what it's like out there on these streets? Um, do I know? <laughs> you know, I know. Do you know, I, you know, again, there were um, I just remember I don't want to be the older comedians that I encountered when I was starting in 88 saying, you know, when we started, you had to do A, B, C, and D. You had to kill a there, cow. There's, yeah, there's then, always like yeah, these things like that, that yeah. there's a new generation coming up that there are advantages they have and then there are disadvantages that they have. And I'm not going to yeah. begrudge anyone. The advantage I think a lot of young comedians have these days is that there's just so many friggin' platforms and it is so easy to broadcast yourself out to the world mm-hmm. from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. for, for us, it felt like, there was some distant door we had to somehow get through, and how are we going to do that? How do we get access? Now, the disadvantage, I think, to being a comedian today is a lot of very brilliant comedians um, get their time in the wilderness taken away from them. Yeah, Those years I, yeah. where no one's watching you, and you really get to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of young comedians are, do a thing when they're young, and it's great, but then... You grow and go, oh, that's not me anymore, but that's how everyone has seen you. Right. And you've yeah. kind of video stamped yourself, and that can be a really, that can be rough. Yeah. I th- I think you answered that question correctly. Thank you. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a I, I felt we're like hearing, I did. We're yeah, hearing yeah. Ding it's the correct answer, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's, and yeah. that's one point cool. for Patton. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I do feel that way. Like, I would like to go to the next level and wager the whole thing then. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Like, now, yeah. like nowadays, uh, no next any, <laughs> any kind of like archive thing found, like everything is out there, right? Yeah. So like 
you grow and mature and then they find those things. I mean, they're problematic things that you find, but sometimes it's just like embarrassing that like you throw yeah. you threw something out there that you're like, ah, this is kind of like under I was just trying video. something Quality. out and right. I don't know why it was being I mean, again, it's the other thing is, you know, I I've absolutely done a lot of not just embarrassing things, problematic things coming up because <laughs> right. it was a different time and mm -hmm. you grow. And I'm glad that I, I'm glad that there's stuff out there that shows how unevolved I am. So you can go, oh yeah, people can, I, I'm a little leery of people going back and shining luminol on people's past careers as they're developing themselves and canceling people before they even get a chance to make amends or go, oh yeah, that was a thing I thought I was being edgy and mm -hmm. oh man did i mess up on that one so there's mm -hmm. you know it's a very right now we are in the big sloppy the engine's been torn yeah. apart mm -hmm. phase of this and we don't have an actual sane protocol going forward so we're just gonna have to get through the right. sloppy everything's on the floor right now right. section of it, it right. that's very it's very star I think wars if we don't cancel star people Trek. though there's just too many people so the cancellation <laughs> it's like the immune system right mm -hmm. of entertainment so yeah a lot of good people get canceled but like you gotta go it's too many so sorry. we gotta do you know You're and if just i get canceled that is a very, yeah. I'm sorry, that is a very Nazi death camp. Look. There, there are too many people. But, uh, some, too many, some simply some must be Some people get caught up in the machinery to, of the cancellation. Yes, we must make room for the other know, ones and I, what other way to do That is a I, very it's a very creepy way to put it. But it's, There's it, too many people. But it's coming from, from into good. The cancellation it's coming from chamber. good intentions. And that makes it good. You know? Wow. <laughs> Spoken like someone on trial at Nuremberg. We had the best intentions. We really were we trying just, to just... We tried kind of oh we tried kind of it's paving a road um, to hell yeah uh, well okay so that uh <laughs> well i, did, mm. I agree with too. i agree with that like it's good to see how people deal with the evolution of stuff uh right not everyone yeah. does though not everyone's like down to do it i feel like everyone like since cancel culture everyone's forced to everyone even if they didn't want to they're like oh fuck you can't yeah. force yeah yeah you well, can't force it has to uh, the evolution context. the evolution has to come naturally and yeah you do need to look i mean that poor guy um sank unger who was the host of uh he's the host of the young turks he he got bernie sanders withdrew his mm -hmm. um endorsement of his candidacy because the New York Times or the LA, some newspaper, the Washington Post, there's an interview that Sank Younger does with David Duke, and he's roasting David Duke. Like, he's just, but he's doing things of, he's going, oh, of course you're not a white supremacist. But he's mm -hmm. saying it like, making fun of the guy. Mm -hmm. And the Washington Post ran it out of context and went, here's Sank Younger. And, and and it it almost derailed his, this was like a couple days ago. Yeah. And everybody was like, are you fucking kidding? Look at the clip. Right. He is attacking. It's like this was the onion. David, are you out of? Yeah. It, it was. It was like an onion. It was. It, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You know. I thought so, it was and, about and something. They, some weird shit he said about women. That wasn't. Of course. I, that I don't know. I know that the the big thing came from the David Duke wow. thing, and they were looking at this clip. And anyone watching the clip will go, he is absolutely right. mocking David Duke in right. this. He is not. Go, he's not going. I don't believe you're a white supremacist. He, he's going, of course you're not a white, yeah. like you fucking idiot. So, and I think the machinery blown <laughs> apart analogy is really apt because that does really reflect because it's just everything's react, 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 yes. react, and it's like there's not. We don't have the ability or the mechanisms to respond with thoughtful in a thoughtful way right now, which is just where we're at. I was rewatching that movie Good Night and Good Luck about how. Um, Edward R. Murrow took down Joseph McCarthy and 
And the thing that kills Joseph McCarthy is when Joseph McCarthy comes on TV. They, they have a debate. So Edward R. Murrow lists these things. Then Joseph McCarthy lists a bunch of communist groups that Edward R. Murrow was a part of. And then Edward Murrow goes, well, I was never a part of those groups. And, and it like overnight it takes down Joseph McCarthy because he's they're lying. And I'm watching that now going, people would yeah. now, that would just stick. Yeah. Like it wouldn't matter if it, you could fact check the next day, but it would be too late because all the people would run with that headline immediately because they've got to get the clicks. Oh my God. And, and so, and yeah, then, the, totally. the, then the retraction would be just some minor thing that wouldn't get retreated. Right. Like these are actually factually incorrect. We've already moved on to the next thing. Right. Got to go to the next outrage. Don't worry about it. And, oh, and, and Edward R. Murrow's canceled. He's yeah. A, yeah. He's he's a communist and Joseph Mar Joseph McCarthy is fine. Well, it's not sexy to decancel someone, you know. Like those are not good clicks. That's a good way it's to put true. it. Like it's, it's just... not de it's not sexy to decancel someone. Yeah, yeah. And, and you thoughtful, know what? I yeah. we got to make decanceling sexy then. Yeah, right. it's true. Look, twenty twenty is coming up. We got a project. <laughs> yeah, we got a project. <laughs> um, and I think it's I'm a great. Busy it's a great segue. And so. by it's a great segue, I mean, dude, deeply awkward one. <laughs> Which is that? In oh, let's fucking let's take the rental car up to eighty and throw it in reverse <laughs> and see what happens. Uh, sorry, Avis. It's just that I, I, I this is my the, a couple observations generally about this episode, but the one that I came away with was like, we have to decide on one one camp. We have to get into one camp or another. How hard is it to get into Starfleet? Because oh. in that's what one I episode we that. see. Wesley Crusher doesn't get in on the first try. Now, Wesley Crusher is so smart that an alien came from the future to tell, this is a different episode you didn't watch, but an alien came from the future to tell all the crew members, look, Wesley's like the smartest person in the galaxy. You have to foster him. And then he just this didn't get in his But Barkley over here. Oh, Barkley. I feel like Barkley's like, I would lose my job if they found this out. And in today's standards, yes, I feel like he would. Also, you well, wouldn't uh, have gotten all the way to... I know. Like, How did he ever... This poor guy, Barkley, who uh, is played by Dwight Schultz, who uh, people, before I got into stand-up, I would watch shows like The Dukes of Hazard and The A-Team. Dwight Schultz was Howlin' Mad Murdoch from The A-Team, their wow. pilot. Wow. Yes, he was. Adorable. He was on the a big he... guy in The A-Team. And, he, and he's a good actor, but he is doing some Barney Fife, like yeah, Don level. Knotts fear acting. <laughs> yeah. In the opening it's scene, it is hilarious. like, are you, I yeah. almost feel mad. At, I feel like the director made him like go, no question. can we do one more take and just do it bigger just for fun? I'm and they just took all yeah. the, do me a, do they me a favor takes yeah. because he, it, it's so bad how he, he's acting, he's That's acting generous. fearful in like a, in a silent movie actor kind of way that yeah. the other, <laughs> and, and then I love how in the middle that data goes, uh, Barclay seems to be. Oh, he does. <laughs> did you, did you pick up those subtle facial cues? If data. The android the guy is picking it up. Like mopping his, <laughs> touching like his neck. His just, <laughs> or when the computer is listing off yeah. the different, uh, the different symptoms of transporter psychosis, and he's doing them as she's saying them. Yeah. But uh, like, but a guy go. who's like, yeah. I have some. Uh, I have a lot of issues with the my idea of my atoms being scattered. But okay, then you're not in Starfleet. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. They would have caught that in the exactly, first interview. Exactly, that's exactly what and I was intake. thinking. Yeah, because everyone on board Starfleet is always like, "Well, this is the flagship of the entire Federation. Nobody, nobody ostensibly on this ship is second rate. Everybody's the first. Yeah, like he's the best captain, the best first officer, yeah. the best security. Everybody's the best. And then 
you see how they're so not good sometimes. Like, yeah. Deanna Troy's like chasing him around. Like, I think after therapy, like, right. she's supposed to just... be an empath. Like, and he's like, I'm fine now. I'm going to go on to the. Yeah, she would know. She's like, she would know he's lying. She would know. This is like a consistent problem with this show is the Huge fact problem. that, like, I always talk about this, but it's the fact that Troy is a counselor and they deal with mental health like issues mm -hmm. but so poorly and you can yeah. tell it's like a 30 year old attempt at yes. something but, but, but it's again, still so unevolved this this does go hand in hand with gene roddenberry's initial idea of the show of what if we do a show about the the, the uh the the future where it is a utopia we've actually yeah. solved all these problems and then what happens if we go out to the edge of the universe where our utopia hasn't taken but sometimes the problem with this show is they're so advanced, they have so many solutions to problems that it's a nightmare for the writers to come up yeah. with problems for the episode because yeah. a guy who is phobic of transportation, A, would not be on in Starfleet, it's... and B, wouldn't be hiding, like, wouldn't be half saying something to Counselor Troy and, she, and she, her going, I guess I gotta take, she would know, like, yeah. no, that's a lie. And, they and never I know how up, you feel. So first of all, they never come up with inventive ways of making Troy. Right. Gotta do a report like, or like. Like she should have a really bad rash or I don't know, there should be stuff <laughs> that distracts her, but they never write in anything. It's just sometimes she's randomly stupid and bad at her job. You know what, or it would have been an interesting conference. fix and a really fun thing for the actress to play if she plays an empath so she can hone in on people's feelings, but all empaths, part of their training is however you are feeling that day, you will put your bias mm. onto whatever your readings are. Just like yeah. if you're liberal, if you're conservative, you will put right. your bias on any story yeah, you hear. Yeah, so right before. So have that as part of that. Make it, that would make it a fascinating character. Yeah, so also, right before like, this scene, she could get off the phone with somebody mm -hmm. who doesn't want a second date. It would eliminate oh. also, <laughs> like, um, you know? Yeah. Because again, that that also goes that goes hand in hand in the with the the TV and movie trope of an actress as gorgeous yeah. as her. Like, I just can't get a date. Right, like, right, are right. you kidding? Right. Like, yeah, you can. Right. The men would throw their wedding rings out of the airlock <laughs> and hit to, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually have a problem. There's too many wedding rings. <laughs> too many wedding coming rings out of the airlock. Counselor Troy, please uh, ask uh, your dates not to throw well, their wedding rings out of the. They're made of uh, latinum and they're magnetically getting, it's just, they hurt, they hurt, yeah, yeah. they hurt the pipes. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Uh, I was thinking about something before where you were talking. Well, um, with the with the Troy sure. thing, like <laughs> what I what I feel like is sh the the idea to me that they didn't even write like a final yeah. line before he left the room was just like, oh, you just don't want to deal with this. Yeah, you it, don't actually want to tough. deal with right. the mental with the with the Barclays. Fear, which to me is a more interesting thing to explore and, during the episode. And another like pattern is that they always give health. the male characters a more interesting 
problem to solve in it when mm-hmm. it's an episode centering on a, a Geordie or a Barkley. But Troy always gets the episode where she's just raped, you know, like just Ugh. gets, you yeah, know, and yeah, it's like, yeah. we don't get ever get to see Troy or like go through scamped. an intellectual dilemma yeah. like yeah. um, Barkley's going through, which I think is. Besides the fact that it's a terrible acting like journey for most of the characters, <laughs> it's also it's kind of a cool slow burn, yeah, of a show because it doesn't really get too high stakes until like maybe the very last minute, mm-hmm. and then they find that well, people are trapped inside. Yeah, a because because beam. Barkley takes a huge leap of faith. That was an interesting moment. I thought so too. when he hugs the creature, yeah. and he actually really faces his fear. But then that goes back to this was a big. Uh, TV and movie trope at the time, and it lasted another ten years. Where catharsis catharsis equals cured uh, in oh. in therapy, where the character like has a huge breakdown or a breakthrough. In Goodwill Hunting, yep. Matt Damon cries, and the next scene, Rob Williams goes, "Well, I guess you don't need to see me anymore." Whereas in reality, your therapist go, "I need to see you twice as much now yeah, because yeah, yeah. we just broke this yeah. dam open. You could not be more vulnerable, so you really need to come in." Actually, like, but but this there has was just that thing exploded. Like, we need to yeah. rearrange all the parts. Well, he just he, he just freaked out. He, it's like the Mash episode where remember when Hawkeye has that huge mental breakdown about being pushed into the water by his friend and he breaks down and cries and then Sydney the psychiatrist is like well you're cured now. like yeah. no now he needs to be helivacked out immediately <laughs> because his Wait. his whole psyche just shattered right. in front this, of you the you way know? he operated in the world uh, just changed entirely yeah. <laughs> and he needs to like he's like yeah. a baby he's a vulnerable well, that mean, yes. baby does that mean that it was in was it I'm, was this just a TV trope or was this a real psych like in psychiatry no you, no not you... in psychiatry this was this was again a any, anytime there's character. a new anytime there's a new advance in Sometimes science or technology introduced in TV and movies, they boil it down to its easiest, because you need to tell a story. Um, Whereas, and then it takes a a little bit of time for people to go, wait a minute, that's, you know, for all of the Lethal Weapon movies and buddy cop films of the 80s, it took 20 years for then someone to do The Wire and go, it's actually like this. Right, right. You know, I know that that's fun to watch on a TV screen, but, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a... you know, he he just totally violated that guy's rights. This would be thrown right. out. Like you can't do that's illegal. Like you know, so and it, it, Magnum PI walks so that the <clears throat> wire could run. Thank you. Oh my God, yes. Lol. But think of all of the think of all of the romantic comedy tropes from the eighties that now people look at and go, that's stalking. Like yeah. that's the creepiest shit. That yeah, and, and that used to be the base for. That's love. That's what love is. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. give up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. I wish a like, man could love me that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I convinced her eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like cool, yeah, yeah, feel yeah. good for you, man. But there's those weird little breakthroughs, so, and again, it's sometimes it's a step forward and a step back. It was a, you know, the movie Die Hard has a weird mini revolution in it where because that was that time of like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, one man will take on a whole army. Right. And it was so shocking to see in the Bruce Willis at the beginning of the movie tear a take over a building and he calls the police department, calls the fire department. Mm-hmm. Like, he does everything he can yeah. to go, I'm not handling this by myself, right. which was a weirdly real thing. And then, unfortunately, in the sequels, he becomes another Superman. But at least in the first two, he's this, That's I so actually need some help right. here, which was, I think at the time, was really startling to see That's that. so interesting. And Had- it was also, there was a movie called Forgetting Sarah Marshall that has a genuinely startling Heard scene for all of those rom-coms mm-hmm. where... <clears throat> Three, middle of the movie, uh, Jason um, says to, uh, um, oh my God, why can't I think? Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. He's like, you know, you totally just, you you gave up on me and you abandoned. And she's like, 
whoa, 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 whoa. I stayed with you for two two years into you wearing sweatpants and not leaving the apartment. I yeah. kept fighting for this. I did everything I could. And then I had to, like, it turned that shit on its head. Right, of, right. Boundaries. You know, it's, it's not the evil. The villain versus. It's right. not the evil person dumping the person and crushing their life. It's right. like, I actually really tried. You just couldn't, see, like, it was really real, you know, and, and it kind of like those little changes, they just keep happening like that. And and now I think it's happening with, you see very little like therapy sessions in films and TV where someone freaks out and they go, well, now you're okay. Like right, that's because right. people know that's not how it is. Right. It's, it's, <clears throat> have you seen? But uh, oh my God, the, it, they, Rambo walked so that Die Hard could run. Rambo walked so that Die Hard. Holy but shit. have you seen uh, Long Kiss Goodnight? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Um, that's another. Uh, I didn't watch it. Um, well, it, you got it's, it. I'm taking you. Right I'm the here long with the kiss, audience. With the audience that don't know, I'm like you I'm that person. It. The Long Kiss Goodnight is is basically a shadow um, adaptation of a graphic novel called Electra Assassin, mm. which was a I'm into a this. superhero remake of a Peckinpah film called Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, and it's the almost the same plots, and it it has a very very comic booky cartoony. Um, view of amnesia and suppressed right. memories and right. reprogramming. Um, that said, it's not trying to come across as a serious. Like this episode is where we're using on all most good Star Trek episodes. We're about we're looking at a very human problem and putting it in a space setting, and then we're going to deal with it. Right. Um, whereas Long Kiss Goodnight is a basically a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Even to the point where the part when she's experiencing flashbacks, like post amnesiac flashbacks to her, it just is a, all of a sudden you're watching a Kate Bush video. Yeah. Like the whole <laughs> film is like very normal. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm a bird. And out of nowhere, and you're like, this is weird. And then the rest of the movie is just die hard with a lady. Really fun and action. Cool. And a, so and a genuinely fun, yeah. fun villain in Craig Bierko. Totally. Who is so, so fucking. Good. Genuinely yeah. funny, and be, and the and the reason he's so scary is because he's so funny in it. Yeah, because he's actually making jokes, and it's also got great um, uh, small roles by David Morse and Brian Cox. I need to watch this. It's oh, you guys, you've never seen it? No, I haven't. I'm so jealous. You get to watch it for the first time. I know. It's on Netflix. I've seen it. I've seen, oh, it's really? on Netflix right now. It's on Netflix right it wasn't now. Before. It's so good. It's my favorite Christmas movie. It is. It's it, my it's Die Hard is a Christmas yes, movie. Yes, it's a, it's a better Christmas movie than Die it Hard. It is. It is. <laughs> oh my God, Gina and, Davis. The the big, huge, violent climax. Um, part of it, it involves a string of Christmas lights. It's crazy. I, yes, I can't. So my pitch is: this is what I wanted to do is a movie called The Long Kiss Goodbye, which is like a many. You know how they're rebooting everything. This is a, mm -hmm. this is a many years later sequel starring the daughter who went through actual trauma in the freezer. Wait, what's this? And called? I'm the daughter. Duh. You're and the I'm daughter. The fucking. And you and remember. I'm, I saved a match. Yeah, I to saved light a match. The candle. And she I, goes, oh my God, I love you. And Gina Davis obviously is in it. Yeah. And, oh, she has to be. And I'm like, I got away from all that. Uh, I, you know, my life was so hectic. You were not a real mother. We have all mm -hmm. these problems or whatever. But then, like, I get activated as an agent, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, how did, how was I programmed with this stuff too? Because the pregnancy and the cover was yeah. part of a further activation of right. the line. By yeah, the you way, you already know this. Amazing. Perfect. By the way, <laughs> Well, you're gonna have a very I'm surreal. My, I'm glad you read my breakdown. You're gonna have a very surreal moment watching the Long Kiss Goodnight because I'm there's excited. a scene near the end where the one of the bad guys, that actor who has that really scratchy voice, <laughs> but he outlines why they're doing their plan, and basically yes. his plan is: we are staging a massive terrorist attack 
to get America frightened so that we can have more funding and more basically he wants like the Patriot Act passed. We can have more hmm. pa- it's it's basically it's it's nine it's nine eleven. All the nine eleven conspirators watching that scene <laughs> will go, That's what I was saying. Like, We're gonna say it's airplane fuel. <laughs> get that? I, I swear it's to God, so it's, not it's airplane crazy. Fuel. That that sequence <laughs> is on so many like when you watch People's little conspiracy videos on YouTube, they will use that scene as part of their, That's you know, in, in, in the um, in the loose change videos, stuff like, see, I mean, even Hollywood knew it's this was proof. coming. <laughs> Did you? I love this proof. Like the, yeah. the, the, where, like where they pull from. Uh, Shane Black was trying to, it's listen, they're trying to smuggle the information out. And it, <laughs> I feel like um, the, have you heard the 9-11 song? Well, I mean, no. this isn't oh, whoa, whoa. this isn't the only 9/11 song, but it's a song called Building 7 by Martin Noakes and oh, it sounds like God. a journey song, but it's a 9/11 conspiracy theory song. Oh, it's really God. amazing. I'll pull it up. There's an Ecuadorian man so who good. sings a 9/11 song, but it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> this is where a different like, radically and, different topic and that's if you want to get into that. You know, we're coming from all the different angles because right. we all have a Boy, have we oh. Boy, have we gone down a a weird and side alley on this that's one. That's also what this show the, is. Oh my God, you know what? We got lost in the transporter. That's what happened. We got it's scattered everywhere. Scattered. Well, yeah. this this show has been canceled consistently. Uh, <laughs> lost. Do you go off on tangent? Because I feel like I'm, I'm No, that's all we do. That's all we do. Okay, that's good. It's very good. hard to get into the episode, especially on an episode like this where like what what is inspiring to me about it is the fact that media and the way we are dealing with certain topics has changed so radically. This is so like basic it's oh like oh my god what is it oh we might not be able to hear it can we unplug it is that the you added in later song are there are there lyrics yeah why don't you play this over the closing credits of this episode because i want you to hear it oh okay <laughs> check out the um, stag fire <laughs> uh yeah it's incredible and it's kind of a Mm. I was actually one thing that really surprised me about this episode was this was one of those hey let's do one of those what's going on down in the transport yep. bay because yep. Picard's barely in it like yep. he just kind of has a couple it yeah. like he has a cameo in his own episode yeah he, uh, he was in Palm <coughs> Springs by like hour three he, yes of that, that was yeah. one of those weeks where it's like it was like well, it was a short, honestly, it was a short day on exactly. set I guess and I'll I schedule can't my colonoscopy week. this week <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not it's not like it's a multicam I'm here yeah. every day you know and they just gave him a day off but uh, yeah it's it, it's also like I, I like the fact that they go into the transporter technology like deeply they don't do I mean the, it's all techno babble the entire episode it's like oh, yeah. fantastic amount of techno babble and, and I love how they're, t- they're talking about stuff that we should know like we have redundant buffers so that if one of them <laughs> yeah, one of the signal barber goes down then they're like oh yes of course right. they would have the it's redundant buffers it's also an analogy buffers. for like a, air travel right because <laughs> they, they keep talking about how they're like it's the safest way to travel well yeah. I'll tell you, you that uh, that that's what inspired this episode. Uh, That's I think, right. The writer yeah. was apparently very afraid of flying. He's like a big um, writer in, in the Star Trek universe. Like the nerds, like oh uh, that guy Braga. What's Braga? Yeah, something B. His first name starts with B. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, it, and also he. This was his way of kind of doing his nightmare at thirty thousand feet mm, in the Twilight right. Zone. Well, yeah. it, I was thinking about before when Let's you were talking see. about how Gene Roddenberry wanted this to be a show, and I read that too that he wanted it to be a show that's utopian. And I also read that early on they had a hard, like such a hard time talking, like going, Brandon Braga, creating episodes because 
Gene Rodman would be like, ah, that's too much conflict. Like he didn't want there to be any conflict at all early on. Mm. And it was like, so it's a space show about nothing. Where it's, it's, it's Seinfeld. Tune in to watch everything <laughs> space, work out. It's a space show. In, <laughs> it's like Seinfeld in space. This fam- this it's planet is starving. Beam them down food. Yeah. Perfect. Done. <laughs> that's exactly Bye. right. Yeah. And so it leaves time for people to have these like really like like discussions about philosophy with Guinan, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of great. Um, I well, this was also- and then 10 Forward is like the diner in Seinfeld. I'm running with this. I think this is great. Well, this, this I wrote a, oh God, when I was at Mad TV, I wrote a sketch called, me and Blaine wrote a sketch called Dar- Star-, Star Trek Deep Stay 9. And all it is, <laughs> it's just focused on the laundry on the That's enterprise amazing. where they do people's clothes, but it's like, but it's pitched to that level of like, my if Riker, this stain has <laughs> got to come out of Riker's shirt. Like it's just, it's, but it's some episodes are like right. almost yeah, exactly. that low. They, there's a, apparently Blaine pointed out to me where we I remember we were writing this. I never again didn't watch enough of the show, but there's even reference to there's a hairdresser on That's you know, true. Mr. Mott. Yeah, and he's like a blue. <laughs> he's a blue preacher. Guy. Yeah, and he does people's hair, and, and he talks like. To the captain, he's just like, he's extreme. yo, girl. And it's like, well, he's the captain. We're he's still like, on the honestly, same ship. Like, I think what is the Ferengis on? shouldn't even be allowed on this ship, but go off. Like, he has like, so well, many they opinions. Even, they even say something about, not that I would trust what Ferengis it's, say, but that's another I would, thing. I that's was a like, weird can little we like, not? Whoa. I know. It's so <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Like, I want somebody to be like, li- hash, hashtag listen to Ferengis. You know what I mean? Because it's like, they're always saying like, hey, we're in trouble. Could you rescue us? And, and people are like, I guess. It's like, one, yeah, right. one of those funny th- TV Ferengis are not a like, monolith. We're like, uh, okay, like, can we all agree a Starfleet that we do not trust the Ferengi and just yeah. not mention it and just be like, yeah. oh, the Ferengi said this. Okay, let's confirm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah instead of being like, you know how the Ferengi about it. But it's, it troubles me because I think the one the one major criticism I have of Star Trek The Next Generation as a whole is that like, I, I love the show so much, but I hate how it treats other species as a monolith. Like, yeah. the it's entire like Klingon Federation race is all the yeah, same focus. way. And they kind of get into it with Worf a little bit, that mm-hmm. there's difference in the type of people that can be Klingon. And they definitely do it in Discovery. Discovery is great for Klingon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, d- like, actually getting into the Klingon world. Which I'm is, sure there's good Ferengis, though. I mean, I, I know a couple and, Ferengis. And okay, nine. There's, there's Quark. There's a- and, <laughs> and yeah, they're thirsty great. for but Latinum. Like, next yes, gen, they it's always like, oh, well, this type of people are always really, they always really flirt a lot you know i can't believe they don't have like the, i can't believe that star trek didn't have the equivalent maybe they'll do on the new series the equivalent of like an alt-right streamer you know <laughs> going i'm i'm just being a species realist i'm not yes. against you know but because if you look every, at they the don't trends need one. everybody's already the, bought into yeah, i know it. they've all bought into that crap, exactly so. it's like oh you know you go on risa and everybody likes to fuck it's just like really <laughs> everybody likes to fuck on risa everybody there's no incels on the yeah, entire yeah, exactly. planet, you know, it's just really it frustrates me because it doesn't it doesn't leave enough room, I feel like, for exploring. Yeah, exactly. Um, But so this episode, let's see if we have any clips we want to watch. Well, by the way, this is the episode that is it's the first time that you see the um, trip. Uh, oh, I know beaming what process from inside the beaming. Tube. Right, it's a right. POV. It's <laughs> definitely it's, like a sh- it's a glitter shower. It's a gl- it's a fucking glitter shower. It's like pride. It's inside like it is. It's, it's like a fucking, goddamn pride parade. It's like pride twenty 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 twenty. Or it's like, like a really good meditation. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, this is what I imagine when I'm in the. Uh, so speaking of meditation, here's a clip of uh, Berkeley trying to relax so, in his quarters. Oh, yeah, this is weird. That's me. Oh boy. Exactly. That's just me every you. night, <laughs> just being like, music, no. Let me put up guided. Watch TV. It's 
self-care at its best. He's even wearing a kimono. I love that self-care looks the same 400 years in the future. I actually love this scene. And stress reduction. Because I have, I have a meditation app on my phone that I use with headphones. <laughs> and there are times when like I'll pick the waves and I'm like, God, like too many fucking, like they put a little too much. You're like, guys, just a little less. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have to use the mic. You need to use the mic. Oh, oh. <laughs> my God, I'm sorry. I have a... <laughs> I've been like, no, don't interrupt, Literally but in no groin. one's going to even I'm know I'm like, it. why are you pointing at his crotch? <clears throat> yeah. Because um, there's a mic on his crotch. <laughs> but also, it's like, this episode is, like, we've solved all these problems in technology in the future, and then, like, so often the computer misunderstands, like, what yeah. we want. And it's so funny because that's exactly where we're at technology-wise yeah. right now with, like, Alexa and Siri and everything. And also, like, when you want to send a text on your phone, I'm noticing, like, certain things are getting more complicated like yeah. you have to on instagram if you want to go to stories you have to like x out several times of men and you're like yeah. so he's like i want a water and she's like what temperature and he's like just water like why do yeah, i yeah, yeah. and you I, know what i get that <clears throat> although i do like that also they've got all this advanced technology but he's still lighting candles in an mm-hmm. oxygen rich yeah. atmosphere That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like they would they That's would have him saying. not like hey no, when you're meditating, <laughs> please don't light candles in your room, you and weirdos. And this is a science officer. I know, like, it's a science officer. Don't that. light candles. This should absolutely know. If anything, he should be afraid of himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah. is what's well, but the Isn't problem. that what heightened anxiety is? I mean, yeah, mm. I get it. I feel like it's so weird to me that they decided to do a transpo like creature episode at the same time that they decided to do some... A, an episode where like an officer is dealing with like anxiety about yeah. transport because I feel it feels like two things just happened at once you know like oh the one day that the guy the exactly. one guy who is uh, but fa- maybe afraid. what they're suggesting is it's his oversensitivity that helps him see those creatures mm-hmm. his fear right he learns to use his fear right mm-hmm. somebody to who, use it for him somebody who wasn't <laughs> oversensitive to the issue could have good. detected it's like he was exactly. afraid because of his actual intuition was telling him something is is a miss and there could you be know, some, before he even experienced there it. could have been like maybe something then from troy or something to analyze this like yeah. i just wanted a little more like i rounding know if troy was in involved this, like, earlier psychology. on and she was like something's weird something's up that would give me a little bit more like yeah. juice on you know oh you're and actually the- like a little intuitive you're actually a sensitive person it's right, to have right. You on the ship you shouldn't have gotten on without this psych evaluation though <laughs> like <laughs> but cool for you by the way i in star trek the motion picture the very first movie there's a scene with a transporter accident that is genuinely horrifying when something's mm-hmm. gone wrong and these two people are not coming in right. And the woman goes, oh, God, they're for-. she goes, they're forming. Oh. And they cut to them like in this room. Going, oh. and, it's not- and it's so terrifying. And, the- and they never bring it up again. Like anyone who saw that would go, I'm not I'm not because the thing yeah, is, yeah, 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 statistically, yeah. yes transporting is the safest way to travel however it's still right. it's the worst way to die like right right right, right. air travel is Surely. safer than driving a car but it's a horrifying Thank way you. when it does yes. go wrong it's the most horrifying way to die yes. so this would be safer than air transport but when it goes wrong it's the worst, worst way possible exactly. to die the you can't absolute worst yeah you can materialize like half so the out. risks yeah. do not outweigh or the rewards your, your consciousness will be aware and you'll be scattered throughout the universe forever, forever. undying and going insane My which happens I mean that happened to Jordy and to uh, uh, what's her remember face remember they came in row. as uh, yeah. ghosts or and something and so they would have just stayed there they turned into ghosts because one of the guys the, the, there the, was a ghosts. and she was one like one of the ghosts was a Cardassian guy who they just pushed out into space 
during that episode, and he's just floating around today. Yeah, like so, he's still no, there. He, he died. His his he particles died. No, they didn't because he right his like consciousness just, is still there. His consciousness it? is still out in space. Like he'll die, I guess, of natural causes on that plane. What a nightmare. in that dimension. Yeah, uh, I, but hang on. Why was at the end? Why was the guy on the on the ship that was in the streamer? Was he? <laughs> he was tweaking the transport because they were infected with something, and he thought he could use it to get rid of the infection. Yeah. So what they <clears throat> attempted at the end of this episode was to get into the transporter beam to see, like he what what he was trying to do was try to get into the transporter beam and recreate. Um, the experiment that the people were running when they disappeared. Oh. So they recreated that experiment and then realized that the people were, they got stuck in there because they were, tr they got infected with the microbes that he was right, seeing right. large versions of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the people were becoming like those things, I guess. Like, I think that the microbes were representing maybe. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I think the microbes. I wanted it to just be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted it to just be coming out and it is a microbe like a giant glowworm microbe yeah. it was pretty yeah. cute. It was like ah! you know yeah those pu i mean again th that early uh cgi puppetry is Ugh. just so i know it's supposed it's to be creepy but it is is delightful it's they so had cute. like it's... uh one of the producers was talking about it like how they wanted to make it super scary and they were like how do it do we envision that and the tech guys were like this is what we can do and it ended up <laughs> yeah. being just kind of cute yeah it was a true we we accidentally hooked up with fraggle rock and that's where we're sending people <laughs> and like, so it reminds me of an episode of buffy when they have like this horrible demon that they're spending the entire episode trying to figure out how to fight and he's gonna like conjure at the end and he's gonna like and they've seen all these pictures of him and he is truly the scariest demon you've ever mm -hmm. seen and then he finally conjures at the end and he comes and he's and he's like oh and he's this big yeah. And they're like, oh, it didn't it like, so right. just like look at the books like, oh, he's little. Oh, wait, like, wait. The <laughs> they actually drew him actual size. I didn't um, even think yeah. about that. Yeah. So yet again, this show has been an, epi uh, an episode advertising <laughs> to watch many other forms of Many media. other forms of entertainment. Many and, other forms of entertainment. And then uh, uh, please listen for Alice and Veronica's uh, new podcast, uh, The Long Pod Goodnight. The Long Pod Goodnight, be, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> d a description of my <laughs> pitching and writing the script along. Yes. A long kiss goodbye. Um, Co-produced by Patton Oswalt. Um, Patton, do you have any? Do you want to plug any shows? This will be coming out in two weeks, three weeks. Tell us, Brad. four weeks. Oh, it'll be well. Any in any case, it'll be coming out when the president will be have, have finally been removed from office. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, which the Senate is about so to, in twenty twenty four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, but you, I would you, give you it can, a month and a half. I hope so. You can go to pattonoswalt.com and uh, I have a whole. 14 city tour going on January through right. uh, April. You can go get Amazing. tickets now. Uh, it'll be really, really fun. And um, I should watch more Star Trek because that was a that was a very interesting episode. Watch more Star Trek. I Listen to our more. show. It's yeah. never and it's never bad to like catch a rando <laughs> like a random episode and be like, what the fuck? And also like, oh, yeah. amazing! Like, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. The way that's our takeaway. It's never it's never bad to catch a rando. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on Twitter and Instagram, Treks in the City. We got those usernames. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all for now. Thanks a lot for, for letting us into your home, Patton. Thanks for coming by. And th I'm sorry that it took so long to schedule this. Thank you for being patient with me. No, thank you no, for being we patient with Veronica. Excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just like oh. what it's like to relate to me. You know, it's true. God. That's <laughs> us. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. There's a million reasons why I don't believe it.
Forever Dog Production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Forever Dog.